You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur, here on Lone Star Community Radio's 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IR, LoneStar.com, or the Lone Star Community Radio app on Google Play and iTunes stores, all there as well. And you can check out the podcast of the versions of the show on Google Play and iTunes as well. If you want to check out a little more of this show later on, if you want to replay and listen to it during your Thanksgiving Thursday before the football comes on. Or if you want to just, you know, check out some of the old stuff, check out what we got going on. You can also check out the YouTube version as well on YouTube, obviously, or the video version on, oh, geez, uh, Channel 12 in uh, the greater Conroe area on Suddenlink. Uh, if you don't have Suddenlink, if you have something else, then uh, it's Our City TV if you want to find it on there. All that good stuff. Go check out the uh, Facebook page as well as other social media pages for this uh, show. Just look up Jake from Sports Talk. You can message me on Facebook, and I will interact with you live during the show. Or you can also email jakefromsportstalk at gmail.com, and I'll answer all of your questions. And a lot of the questions that we've been having over the last basically two weeks now has been a lot of Aggie fans and college football fans in general, knowing that I am an LSU fan, they're wanting to find out what they, what my opinion is on this Saturday's game. And that'll be one of the topics here that we discuss today during Jake from Sports Talk. But before we get into all of that and so, so much more, because we've got a fun sports week that was behind us and even one, a better one, coming up in the week ahead. But as always, I would like to thank my Listeners from all around, thank you all for coming in. This Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for this radio station, Lone Star Community Radio, for Dick Schisler, the station manager here at Lone Star Community Radio, and for all of you listeners out there interacting with me on my social media pages through my Gmail. And, uh, you know, I, I've had actually a few people come up on the street and see me and go, hey, aren't you that guy from Lone Star? And I said, yeah, that's that's me. That, that's me. All right. Yes. But I am glad to have and I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to have this show. And I'm thankful for this opportunity and for all of you keeping this opportunity going. And so just to all my listeners out there, thank you so much. The podcasts are getting big hits. 
The YouTubes are getting big hits, and we need to keep it rolling, keep it going as we hit the heart of the holiday season. As it is upon us, Gobble Gobble Day is here at last. I'm excited for some turkey tomorrow. Got a fried bird coming up with all the fixings, all the sides, all the good stuff. And I'm I'm sure there'll be a pumpkin pie because it's not Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie. And I, I know some people are going to be out there like, oh, no, you got to have the you got to have the pecan pie. I had to get get get. Get your nuts out of here. I don't want pecans in my in my sweets. All right. I want I want sweets in my sweets. Not saltiness, disgustingness, crunchy, soggy nuts in my in my pie. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. But no, no, no. And in all seriousness, we do have a lot of sports stuff going on this week. So if um and I know we did it a little bit last week uh, during the first segment. It's kind of a practice run. If you're watching on YouTube, you're not gonna actually see this beautiful face throughout the show. It's a little too hard to manage everything all at one time while hosting the show because Dick is actually out. He is already off uh, starting his gobble-gobble week, and so there is no uh, actual shot of me in the video version this week. If you're watching, you're just seeing the awesome graphic that that Jake from Sports Talk put together, giving you a rundown of the fact that this show is live every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com and the Lone Star Community Radio app and on the various televisions, which I know I keep saying Channel 21 down in Houston, Channel 21 down in Houston, Channel 21 down in Houston, and I'm going to pump it into your brain until you remember it. If you're in the, if you're in the Houston area, uh, just know that it is not actually on Channel 21 yet. Channel 21 will be reached, and we're starting our contract with Channel 21 starting next year. So starting in the uh, 2018 uh, season, the year, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so just if you're down in the Houston area, be on the lookout for it. It is coming your way. But if you are in the greater Conroe, Montgomery County area, our city TV, check it out. But everything else is going to be the same. We're going to have an awesome week. And uh, an awesome show, and we're going to talk about everything that's going on in the sports week. But let's get it started, as we do every week, with A Week in a Wrap. Get it on! Oh, I love that. I love that. And I know that some of you, <laughs> I've had a couple people comment on the music for the show, and they say how, how annoyed they get of it when they first hear it, but then it just slowly creeps and grows on them. Just like me, you know? I'm like that little fungus that just slowly grows on your cheese in the refrigerator as you forget about it in the back of the refrigerator. I'm like a poor, a mold poor? Mold poor. That's where I was going with that. But all right, let's get started with the sports stuff. Enough, enough with the silly, silly Jake and his uh, antics. So uh, big news starting out today, and I think it was kind of speculated as we went into um, the firing of you know Butch in, in Tennessee and we've had a couple openings up in Gainesville. Uh, UCLA is another one that is is open now. And the name that's been thrown around, I think more so than anything else, has been Chip Kelly. And we're going to get into the Chip Kelly story and the, and the, the latest update there on that. But I want to start out with the Gruden, John Gruden nonsense. Look, guys, he's not going back to college. I, I, I just I can't see him taking a step down from broadcasting, making all those millions of dollars that ESPN is willing to pay him to go take a pay cut at a school that has proven to struggle in Tennessee. It's, it's not going to happen. Let's just stop talking about it. I don't, if it, let's put it this way. If it happens, I will gladly wear Tennessee orange for like eight weeks in a row. 
I, I just I, I can't see him taking the pay cut and leaving the less stressful position of broadcaster for NFL games where he is I mean he's a celebrity in that sense and not that if he went to Tennessee he would lose his his celebrity nature but it just it it wouldn't be the same he wouldn't be in the limelight as much as he would be every week where he's on camera people like listening to Gruden Partly, I mean, at least for me, the reason why I like listening to Gruden is because he's not your traditional broadcaster. He's not your Phil Sims. He's not your uh, Bob Costas or anything along those lines. He is uh, comical. He's goofy. He's silly. It, it, it provides a, a, I guess, a good break, a nice break in the you know so serious life is so with all of his or with you know basically all of his coworkers at. ESPN and then also all of his competitors at Fox, NBC, so on and so forth. So I really don't think that's going to happen. But as far as Chip Kelly goes, and Chip Kelly's name has been probably thrown around the most out of all these positions, and uh, UCLA met with Chip Kelly this morning after Kelly has already met with the University of Florida. Uh, Chip said that he will announce his decision within the next couple of days. Now, uh, interesting side note, and, and a lot of people probably if you're of the younger generation, you probably don't know this, or if you're a part of the older generation, you probably don't remember this. But Troy Aikman played at UCLA, and Troy Aikman is a big backer in getting Chip Kelly there. Uh, he's part of the uh, committee that's campaigning at UCLA to get uh, Chip Kelly there. He was part of uh, part of the, the the well that committee that I mentioned. They basically took Kelly around campus, and they showed him all the upgrades, all the millions of dollars that UCLA has spent to basically bring their facilities up to par or to the comparison, comparing levels of the uh, fellow D1 powerhouses that are around them, which is USC, Oregon, uh, even Oregon State had a better facility. Uh, UCLA was known for having a bad facility when it came to football because they, they've always been more of the basketball powerhouse. Uh, and so that was their sport that they focused on. And that's why I think they, they've seen a lot of their football programs struggle because it wasn't number one on campus. And not that I'm saying it has to be number one on campus, but when your basketball team isn't living up to what it should be living up to on a year-in, year-in, year-out basis, I mean, outside of them having ball, I, I just they haven't had much success at, when he was you know prior to him and now post him and we'll see how their season goes now without him uh, obviously first year without him but I don't think their program is back yet basketball wise so I think they're they're kind of showing a shift in the focus on campus back to maybe a little more football so that's just an interesting side we'll see if he ends up in Florida we'll see if he, if he ends up at UCLA I really don't. I really don't think he'll like the SEC as much, but I think he may like the challenge of the SEC. So I'm not going to say that Florida's out of the realm of possibilities of him ending up there. Uh, I know he likes the Pac-12. He's familiar with the Pac-12. And so that may lean him more towards going to UCLA. But, I, again, I think he likes challenges. We we saw that with the NFL. We saw what he what he did there and – and he didn't have a whole lot of success. That first year in Philly, he had a good year. But outside of that, he didn't have a whole lot of success. And so I, I think um, – but I think challenges are, are big in his nature. So I'll be um, – it'll be interesting to watch and see, you know, hopefully by the end of the week he'll make his announcement and 
and whatnot. But if I were to be a betting man or take a guess, take a stab at this, I'd say he's probably going to lean more towards UCLA just because of the familiarity with Pac-12. So, and then we had our uh, college football rankings come out. We're going to get uh, get a little deeper into this uh, with the um, – we'll talk about the matchups in segment two. but uh, Or, sorry, no, segment three. But the uh, big thing that was making headlines this morning was the fact that Miami and Clemson flip-flopped. So your one and fours remain the same. It's still Alabama one, still Oklahoma four. And it, last week's was Clemson two, Miami three. Now this week it's Miami two, Clemson three. And everybody's like, well, you know, Miami had a poor performance. Why did they deserve to hop over Clemson here? It, it doesn't make a difference. Save your breath. Save your time. It doesn't make a difference. You're playing on a neutral field. If it were to, if the season were to end today and end in the picture in which it's going to, or in which it looks like right now, which I don't think it will, but if it does, it doesn't matter because you're playing in a neutral field. So two and three doesn't make a difference. I, I, three is the, considered the away team. So they get to call the coin toss. That is literally the, the difference. And other than that, it, it, it's a null and void argument. It, it literally requires no thought because it, it, there's no controversy there. I think you saw a committee that didn't see a lot happen this past weekend. Not a lot shakeout. I mean, the biggest thing was the Penn State, uh, the Penn State Michigan game. But I, outside of that, it wasn't really anything. I mean, nothing to talk about. So. I think they wanted to make headlines, and they just said, hey, we're going to go and flip-flop these two teams and cause a little controversy. But that's not going to be the big thing to focus on. This ranking releasing doesn't really matter. The big one is going to be this upcoming weekend. And, again, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in the third segment. And then uh, just to close out before we go into, the, uh, la- into our next segment, Jerry Jones withdraws the threat of suing the NFL. And... That's kind of a big deal, uh, more so because of what we aren't going to hear from this storyline. Jerry's going to come out and say, yeah, it's probably not you know, the, the best thing to do for our league. It's probably not the best look for our league. And, you know, am I happy with Goodell and everything he's done? No, but, you know, what am I going to do about it? I'm, I'm only making it worse. He'll, he'll say the politically correct thing. He'll say the thing that, from a PR standpoint, looks, looks good. But in reality, I, I don't think we're ever going to know the true reason why he actually pulled back his threat. And I think it has something more to do along with the lines of, think about everything that Jerry Jones knows. And think about everything that Roger Goodell knows. Think about if you stir up some controversy here with Goodell and you ultimately get Goodell removed, what can he write in a book that is a telltale-all book about the NFL owners and especially Jerry Jones. So I think you're 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 gonna. I, we'll never know the true story, but I think there's there's probably some backroom private phone call conversation occurring between these two individuals, just saying, "Hey, you need to back off," or and other owners may be coming into this as well. And so and you know, and it could be as simple as Jerry Jones just didn't see that he could win this fight, and so why fight it, right? Um, Oh, I got one more thing. I got to get it off my chest. I'm going to do my soapbox, but I'm going to make it a quick one because we do got to run off the break. But Major League Baseball, take a look at your fellow top sports. Baseball makes one critical error at the start of every season that the other three major sports do not do. Football, hockey, and basketball. Always. Every year, 
allow their championship team to start the following season at home so they can release their banners, give out their championship rings, and do all that ceremonial stuff. Baseball, why do you not do this? Instead, Astros, World Series champions, have to open up on the road, play a three-game series at Dallas before they come home to play the Orioles. Now, three games, four days, what's the big deal? Jake it over it. You're making a lot of hoobla over nothing. No, no I'm frustrated because it, it, that should be your first game every year. That should be your first game every year. You celebrate your champion. You make it a big deal for him. And I know that baseball's got bigger problems and bigger issues than you know the championship team starting out on the road. But I don't like it. I, I it just it frustrates me. I think we should celebrate our champions. I think that that baseball's opening day should actually start one day earlier with just that team playing and then go the next day with all your other teams in there. So that's my soapbox. That's my first thing to fix baseball sort of situation. It frustrates me. I know I'm being silly, but you know, that's what this show's about. That's what I'm about. And who am I? I am Jake from Sports Talk. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk Boston Celtics. 16-game 16 16 winning streak going for 17 tonight against the Miami Heat. Is this a big deal? I mean, is it really a big deal? We'll find out when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. Glad to have you in. Listening to Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IR at LoneStar.com. Go check out the Facebook page, Jake from Sports Talk. Go like, subscribe, follow, do all you need to do on Jake from Sports Talk on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes. Check it out on uh, TV as well. Channel 21 down in Houston starting in 2018. And then currently... Uh, in the greater Conroe, Montgomery County area on our city TV. All right. Goodness gracious, this song is awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm proud of it because I picked it out, but, you know, let's just, you know, let's marinate in it for a second. The beat is awesome. It, it, it mixes up in there real nice. So, <laughs> all right, let's get back to the sports stuff. Boston Celtics, 16-game winning streak, going down to Miami tonight. 
Miami's not the best of teams, not the worst of teams. The Celtics have been pushed and challenged by worse teams like Dallas. Still got the win. You know, some nights you have those nights where you just don't play your best ball, but when you come away with the win, it's always nice, right? So going for 17 tonight. Let's say they lose tonight, and we look back at this 16-game winning streak. And now granted, this is a team that prior to the 16-game winning streak, they lost their very first two games. And to also mention, because you can't forget about the fact that in game one, six minutes in, first quarter, you lose the, the, the biggest acquisition. Well, I don't want to say the biggest because you gotta you can't diss Kyrie Irving like that. But one of the two big acquisitions that you made between Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward goes down, uh, broken leg, broken ankle, to be more specific, um, and then a dislocated ankle as well. So he broke the bone just above the ankle and then dislocated it. And so losing those first two games, I think a lot of if you stopped and you looked at this team prior or post those two games but prior to the streak, you'd be really wondering to yourself, you know, like, hey, man, what, what what's really going to happen with this team? Without Gordon Hayward, can can Kyrie Irving carry a a ball club by himself? And you know, fair fair to say that no, no, he can't. And the reason why is because we've seen him in Cleveland all by himself and struggle prior to the days of LeBron James rejoining Cleveland. And so it's it's one of those situations where you know we, but just based on past performance, odds are he wasn't going to be able to do what he's been doing. But I heard a great comparison about why he's doing really well. And you know, whether it's the guy or the girl that does this on this side of the things, but it's, it's Kyrie went through a divorce with the Cavaliers. And more so with LeBron, but just bigger picture, we're going to wrap it all up in the Cavs. And so the Cavaliers, not looking so hot, but not looking terrible. Just, you know, same. They're, 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 what, we, we, they're what we thought they were going to be. They're, they're exactly where we figured they would be at this point without all their pieces quite back healthy and with some aging stars. So it's like the guy that's kind of like, hey, you know, I think I can do better than you, but really he's beyond his prime, but he doesn't quite see it. And Kyrie Irving's kind of like, well, I see it, and if you want to go, go. I'm getting out of this situation. I'm going to go somewhere else. And he winds up with this, you know, new girl or new guy whichever way you want to put it, out in Boston, and he's looking fantastic. And that's why this streak is a big deal. Streaks itself, I'm not a huge proponent of being like, oh, win streaks, greatest thing in the world. I mean, yeah, if you go 16-0 in, in football, awesome. That's a cool, a cool accomplishment. Even better if you can go undefeated in the playoffs and win the whole thing as well. Sorry, Patriots fans, you couldn't do it. New York Giants beat you, just throwing it out there. But, you, you know, it, it's, it's not something that – it doesn't mean a big it's not a, it's not as important as winning the season right and so to focus on a 16 game winning streak and say hey this is you know something that's huge in an 82 game season it's it's not it's just the the nature of the beast but the fact what makes this one different is how Kyrie Irving is playing how the youth on this team is playing and then in addition to all that how you know really good their defense is and, I mean, Irving is just dominating on the defensive side of the ball, which I, he was never uh, knocked for being a defense, for being bad on defense. But 
he was never a defensive stud. Not like what we're seeing at this point in time. Not like what we're seeing this year. And so that's really, that's really an interesting factor in all this. And that again is why this is an important uh, streak. Yeah, and 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 it's why it's an important start to this season. More so, we've seen them beat the Cavs. We've seen them beat uh, the Clippers, and we've seen them beat LA. And we've seen them beat the Warriors. Now, do I think in a seven-game series that this team is going to beat the Warriors? No. No. I don't. And do I, do I think at this moment in time, with what I know, again, from the past, and I'm, I'm, I'm going off of history, not necessarily what I'm seeing now, and this, which means basically this could change. My opinion here could change as the season goes on. But if I put them head-to-head, NBA East Finals against the Cavs. Am I going to take the Celtics over the Cavs in seven games? No. LeBron James is still the best player in the world. LeBron James has shown us many a time that the regular season is not important. That's part of the problem with the the season is that, and part of the reason why they need to shorten the season, bring it down to less games, to make it a more important fact, you know, more important, uh, each regular season game more important. There we go. I was going to get the words out eventually. Um, but if you put it in and you see what he does in the playoffs and how quickly he can flip that switch into playoff mode and just dominate from there on out, I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna see the Celtics team win in a seven game series yet. That's my opinion. That's my prediction yet. Now as the season goes on and we see a little more of what the Cavs are, even, you know, with just LeBron James, well, I could change my mind. And if we continue to see this sort of dominance from the Celtics year in or for the entire year, then yeah, then my opinion will definitely change. But I want to see it for an entire year. This is we're talking about a 16 game sample compared to a 12 year, 12 season sample out of LeBron James and what he has been able to do in the playoffs. So another reason why this is not 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 why the, the streak is important, but what is truly amazing about what the Celtics have done overall. If you go and you look at their next, or better yet, go and research how many first-round draft picks they've had over the last three, last three drafts, and it's on, it's unbelievable. They've had seven first-round draft picks in the last three drafts. That's absurd when you really think about it. Now let's look to the future. 2018, they had the Lakers' first pick as long as it falls between two and five, and then their own. And so you're like, oh, what, what do you mean if it falls between two and five? So the Lakers. First round draft pick is two, three, four, or five. Then the Celtics get it. Now you're like, well, what, that doesn't make any sense. What if it's the rest? Well, then if it's the rest, it defaults to 2019, and they get the Sixers or the Kings first round draft pick, not the Lakers. It was a weird little trio deal that they made, and it just the way it worked out. They gave somebody to LA, and then LA gave somebody to Sacramento and then Sacramento gave somebody to to Philly and it just created this, you know, jumbled trade mess. And if you really go look at it, it's kind of like stupid. It's like we could have solved this all by just trading two players. And between, you know, two teams directly, like it, it just made no sense. But anyways, so yeah, if, if they could have so potentially two in 2018 with their own and the Lakers. But if not, then they they still have their own obviously. And then uh, 2019, either the Sixers or the Kings, if they don't get the Lakers in 2018, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the LA Clippers, and then their own. So that's four more that year. 
Then in 2020, Grizzlies, Clippers, and their own. That's three more, so we're up to nine now. And then in 2021, the Grizzlies and their own. So that's 11. So we're looking at the next next four drafts. They have 11 picks. I mean, what Danny Ainge has done with that front office and from a GM standpoint and from that entire, just that team in general, is incredible. And and it, it really, and with, with the Sixers, we got the process chant, you know, trust the process. And, and we're, tr- we're finally starting to see that, that process, the trusting of that process pay off. But you look at how long it took the 76ers to recover and get back to that point, and then you look at how quickly the Celtics were able to do it. Because it was four years ago that we, you know, that they traded away the big three. And so it, it's, it's one of those things where you look at it's four years of, of bad to mediocre play. And you're like, mediocre? Well, they were in the final. Yeah, but they were never going to win it. Now, in 20, 2018 finals for the NBA East, they have a chance. They, they, have an, they have an actual chance. And I don't think you... I don't think you saw, or I don't think you heard that from anybody in the past four years, or last year. I to be more accurate, but um, now we're seeing that. So it's one of those things where it, it, it's really what Danny Ainge has done is not something we've seen in the NBA realm. Now the Astros, when the new when the new management came in and they said five years we're going to win the World Series. That was their goal. Five years we're going to win the World Series. And they did it. They did it in five years. They had a plan. They set it in place, and they did it. And that's kind of the, that. That's the first time that we've seen something like that work in the MLB range, where they lost hundred plus games three straight years, made the playoffs, made the playoffs, and then went to the World Series and won it. You know, so it's it. We're seeing it where it's starting to be able to work quicker, but it, it's got to be the right. It takes a lot of luck as well. I mean, you got to hit. On your draft picks, you have to hit on your draft picks, and the Celtics have done that. They've 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 got it. They've got a very young team that is playing defensive ball as though they're a team of you know old vets, and so it, it's just it's incredible to see what Danny Ainge has been able to put together there in Boston in such a short amount of time, and they have a system set in place where they could be potentially good for the next. You know, five plus years with all that youth in play. So, all right, we gotta go to break. I'm running a little long here. It's a little harder when you're running, running the board yourself, and you got nobody yelling at you to shut up. So, I'm shutting up. We're gonna go to our bottom of the hour break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're gonna be talking college football rankings and the matchups we got coming up in this week, and what we could potentially see for the final four. We'll be right back. Attention, movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IronLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? 
Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to Jacob Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com or the Lone Star Community Radio app. I am your host, Jake LaFleur, on this gobble-gobble, sorry, I hit the music on accident there, on this gobble-gobble week here at Lone Star Community Radio and across the world. I mean, well, I shouldn't say across the world because Thanksgiving is really just an American holiday. But I, I think people in other places do it. I, I, I know uh, Dr. Carlos Sanchez on here was saying that he they actually celebrate it when he was younger in Mexico. So I know at least Mexico does it. I, I wonder if I wonder if uh, Canada does it. If you're uh, if you're from the Canada, uh, just uh, send me a message on Jake from Sports Talk or on uh, my. G- on my Gmail at jakefromsportstalk at gmail.com and let me know, do, do Canada people, do Canada people, people from Canada, do they celebrate Thanksgiving? I, I wonder. That That's an interesting topic. You don't really often think about that when you're just, you know, this puny American. But I digress. Anyways, let's get on with the college football talk. So we had a pretty boring weekend this last weekend for college football, and rightfully so because – we're heading into the best weekend for college football, and that is rivalry weekend. And rivalry weekend. I said that really funny. Uh, and so we've got rivalry weekend coming up, and this is by far the best weekend in college football every year. It, it is the weekend I look forward to the most. Uh, whether it was the years we did it with, with uh, LSU did it with Arkansas, and now we do we, we play against AM and I'm not one who is gonna hide my fandom of LSU. I am an LSU fan. Um but I I gotta say I, I love this weekend no matter who we play, but outside of LSU and outside of AM. And we're gonna talk about them in the last segment. But outside of those two teams, you look across the country, you have just killer matchups between Auburn and Alabama. You've got uh, Penn State, Maryland will even be a good one. Maryland is a sneaky good team. Um, Wisconsin's playing Minnesota. It's not a big matchup, but, it w- you know, whatever. Uh, Boise State, Fresno State, those two do not like each other at all. Fresno is going to try to get in there and upset Boise. Boise's ranked 23rd right now, so that's interesting. And then you got Oklahoma playing West Virginia. Watch out, Oklahoma. West Virginia is a sneaky good team as well. Um and I mean, Clemson, South Carolina, that's a big rivalry. Notre Dame, Stanford, that's a big rivalry. Washington State, Washington, that's a huge one. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, well, if Kansas had a decent football team like they used to. But then you got obviously your big two that are going to be, uh, that are going to mean a lot actually this week, which will be Ohio State and Michigan. And everybody's kind of like, oh, Michigan's terrible. Like they don't have a good team. Well, yeah, they don't have a good team. But. But just the same, the Michigan State gets up to play Michigan every year because they feel disrespected by Michigan every year. They will show up for this game. Michigan will show up for this Ohio State game and give them a smash mouth, old school style, 
downhill running if they had an offense at all. <laughs> uh, football game. And it'll be one of those ones that it shouldn't be as close as it is, but it ends up being close just because they really just don't like each other at all. And then, you know, obviously you got Alabama-Auburn, and you play the Iron Bowl, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but then in, in addition to that, it's not it's not just that it's all on Saturday because that's just the Saturday lineup. Because then Thursday on Gobble Gobble Day, you got Ole Miss, you got Mississippi State, you got Baylor, you got TCU. Now Baylor's not what it once was, uh, uh, but you know, still, I would love to. I, I football on this weekend is just it's so much sweeter, and I don't know if it's because of the holiday. I don't know if it's because of I yeah I, I don't know. It, it just it's. Something about this weekend, college football is so magical, so magical, and so then and then also on Friday you got Miami playing Pitt. Pitt's not that good this year, so Miami should walk all over them. But still, it's you know again it's one of those things. The big one from Friday is Virginia Tech and Virginia, and Virginia's sitting at six and five, and Virginia Tech is ranked twenty fifth. Virginia's a good team. I. Excuse me. I wouldn't sleep on Virginia there for that game as well. But you got you've got all these big time matchups coming up this weekend, and it's one of those things where I just you you, you love the football. You, you you eat the turkey. You're around family. You're around friends, and it's just constant good times. And so I, I really I really enjoy this weekend from the Thanksgiving standpoint of just pure football, and then obviously. You've got your Thursday NFL play, um, which I, you know what, I haven't even looked at who is playing this weekend um, <laughs> at all. But uh, well, now I sorry, squirrel got distracted, got to play, got to look. Uh, oh, that's right, Giants play Redskins. The Redskins are going to kill the Giants. Vikings play Lions. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a really good one. That's our first one actually. That's the eleven thirty start. That that's the one that starts right after the uh, gobble gobble parade. There, the Macy's. Thanksgiving Day Parade, and then you got Chargers playing Cowboys. Cowboys sitting at five and five, uh, and I, I I said three weeks ago that if Ezekiel Elliott didn't have to serve a suspension, then the Cowboys were going to make the playoffs in the wild card spot. But if the Cowboys lost Ezekiel Elliott, they were not going to make the playoffs. They've lost two in a row since they lost him. So side note, sorry, I got saw a squirrel ADHD. Run, run rampant here in the station today. Everybody's really excited because it's it's gobble gobble week. Why wouldn't you be excited? But um, you look at all the matchups and everything, and, and what are the big ones that can come into play? And obviously, again, you you think of the um, as far as having implications, the West Virginia Oklahoma game. And I say that one more so. I don't think necessarily that Oklahoma is going to lose that game per se, but it, it'll it'll be a fun one to watch. The big one that's going to count for Oklahoma is going to be the championship game that they're going to play against TCU. They already beat TCU once this year, and I the silly Big 12 championship that they have going on in that conference is just idiotic, and it's terrible. And a lot of it's because it's Texas's fault. And Texas has so much control and so much domination over that uh, that league and that that conference and not domination in the sense that like they dominate that league and conference every year. No domination in the sense that they're they're what they say goes so much that it just really affects the entire conference and what Texas wants, Texas gets. So um but sorry, next door too many squirrels around today. Uh, our next door neighbor over Conroe Coffee. Great coffee if you ever get a chance to go on our go over go by, 
get a, they got delicious sandwiches and everything. Uh, he was tapping on the window and it distracted me. So the OU game against TCU for the championship game after the little silly round robin that they play is going to be the important one. Oklahoma already beat TCU earlier in the year. If TCU beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, then that means Oklahoma's done. Oklahoma's out. No chance to the Big Four. Over and done with. Kiss them goodbye. Same thing with Wisconsin. So we got Wisconsin playing Maryland this week. Not a big game. No pressure there for them. Obviously, they have to win. If they lose, they're done. If they lose, they're out. But they are not going to really be paying attention to this game because they've got the Ohio State matchup for the Big Ten match or for the Big Ten championship. Now these two teams haven't played each other yet, so there's no you know conundrum like TCU and OU. But if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, then there goes the Big Ten as well. Big 12 and Big 10 are out. It's, just, it's plain and simple. And both of those matchups are already set. And it, it's it's a foregone conclusion that the, those two are already going to have to play each other. You look out in the Pac-12. Those teams, now granted, I don't think any of them were really that good, have beat each other up so much throughout this year that, yeah, you've got a lot of them ranked, and they're ranked up, but they're ranked low. And that's the problem. They're ranked down in the... I think the highest Pac-12, let me look, let me look, I don't want to be incorrect, inaccurate here. The highest Pac-12, let me hit it, let me hit it. Where is it? Uh, It's 13 with Washington State. So if Washington State wins over Washington this Saturday, which is going to be a fun one, those two teams hate each other. And I love Mike Leach. If you ever get a chance, just go and Google Mike Leach uh, interviews. Because he is the greatest coach to ever stand in front of a microphone. He is so dry, doesn't intend to be funny, but he is hilarious. It, it, it cracks me up. But the highest ranked one is at 13. And, you know, USC isn't even up there anymore. They're not even in the top 25. And so it's one of those things where they've, they've played their way out as well. And they're not going to make a, a, the Final Four as well. So you're, you're guaranteed already one of the Power Five is out, which should breed normality, not chaos. But we're going to see the chaos from it because I think you're going to see Ohio State beat Wisconsin on that last weekend. I think you're going to see a really good game between TCU and OU. And those two teams are going to want to mess with each other. TCU is going to want to play spoiler so bad over OU. And they're going to play so hard because they kind of got embarrassed the first time around playing them. It was a good game. But they have pride themselves on defense. They had pride their fact that they could get off on third down. And they, 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 oh, you embarrassed them. Embarrassed them. And from a defensive side of the ball. So I think you're going to see TCU want revenge. I think if OU loses that game and Wisconsin loses that game, you have to go ACC two teams, Miami and Clemson. Now, granted, if Miami beats Clemson in the, in the ACC championship game, That'll be really interesting to see what happens. Clemson will be back healthier than what they have been. They'll have a week off before that game even occurs. I don't know. I I don't know. Miami has looked good at times, but they've looked kind of bad at times too. I mean, look at this game this past weekend against Virginia. It was close. It was close. And so I, if Miami beats Clemson, Clemson can – might be able to still make it in just because of the fact that of 
with their history and what they've done so far since the, the playoff era and what they've done for this committee. If Clemson beats Miami, I think they're both in. I think that's the end of the story. I think the, the day is done. The book is written. They're both in. If Alabama loses this weekend, now we shifting over to the SEC and that other, the, the two remaining spots. If Alabama beats Auburn this weekend and then they go into the SEC championship game, no matter what happens in that game, they're in. If they make it to the SEC championship and lose to Georgia, they're in no matter what. The controversial thing will be if they don't win this weekend against Auburn. If Auburn wins the Iron Bowl, and Auburn's got a really good chance this year. This is not something like, oh, this is far-fetched, Jake. No, 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 no. Auburn has a real chance to win this year. Alabama's beat up, and they're playing at Auburn. Go War Eagle. (laughs) This will be a really interesting scenario if this plays out this way. If Auburn wins and Alabama loses, Auburn goes on to the SEC championship game to play Georgia again. And then Georgia wins and beats Auburn. Those two teams are in. No Alabama. If Auburn beats Georgia, Georgia is out. Alabama and Auburn are in. If everything else that I said in the Pac-12 and the Pac-10 or Pac-10 and Pac-12. In the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the Big 12, if everything else plays out the way I said it would, Ohio State beats Wisconsin, TCU beats OU, Pac-12 is done, Alabama loses to Auburn, Auburn beats Georgia, Auburn and Alabama are in, Georgia beats Auburn, Auburn and Georgia are in. So if Auburn wins this weekend... Auburn's in no matter what. If Alabama wins this weekend, Alabama's in no matter what. If Auburn wins this weekend but Georgia loses to them in the SEC championship game, both of those teams are in. And I think you're going to get Clemson and Miami both in there just because of a season total and how well they've looked on both sides of the ball. So it's really interesting. Um, I guess we're going to take one more break. We are running up clock. We're, we're going to be, it'll be a quick break. We'll make it a, a, a minute. We'll make it a minute on the dot. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com and the Lone Star Community Radio app. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to break down LSU and AM. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3. And check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. Well, I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. <laughs>
Clock management on this is really hard when you're doing it by yourself. This is actually the first time I've had to do an, an, a whole show, a whole live show. Now I've recorded some other shows and done it for y'all uh, entirely on my own, but when you're recording it, it's not so bad. When you're doing the live stuff, man, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. I am your host, Jake Lafleur. Glad to have you in. Happy Gobble Gobble Week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. Uh, I don't know where you guys are listening from, whether it's from the greater Houston area, greater Montgomery County area, if you're coming from Dallas, if you're coming from Austin, San Antonio, or anywhere worldwide. It's a big place. Anywhere worldwide. I hope the weather is as amazing wherever you are as it is right here, right now in downtown beautiful Conroe. I'm loving this. I am thankful for the fact that it is awesome outside. And as soon as the show's over, I'm getting out there. I'm off for the rest of the week. I'm going to go enjoy my Thanksgiving. I'm going to go enjoy this weather. Hopefully get a chance to hit that little white ball this week. Go play some Thanksgiving golf. All right. LSU, A&M. I got six minutes. Let's do this. We, we, we can cover this in six minutes. So, um, this is not where I think a lot of people thought the season was going to end up after the first four games where we said a lot of people were saying this could be potentially a a game for their job and meaning that both of these coaches were going to be playing to win this game to keep their job. The situations have basically changed entirely now for both of these teams where um, I think on the LSU side, there's no question Ed Ogeron's back next year. What he has done in the second half of this season with this team has been, you know, nothing short of a miracle. They've got three losses right now, um, but they have the potential to get to 10 wins. And you haven't seen a 10-win LSU Tiger team in actually quite some time. If you go back and look at it, I think a lot of people would be shocked about that fact. Wow, yeah, it's it's been almost all the way back to where they won the – or not one, but where they went to the national championship and lost to Alabama, and that I don't even want to—I don't even know what to call it. You can't call it awesome. Nine-six win for Bama, obviously, and uh, you know, so this is a huge situation where if they win this game, they go nine and three, um, and then they go into the bowl game and they get their tenth win and they go ten and three on the season. I think a lot of the LSU fans are going to say that's a win. Now, they should have never lost to Troy. Uh, in my opinion, they should have never lost to Mississippi State. But we saw a really young team not quite find out who they were yet, had a lot of people injured, had a lot of players still missing for personal conduct reasons and everything like that. But where this where this team has come, where, where it started at the beginning of this year and you saw the growth, and it's a very young team, and where they ended up now, I think, most, if not all, LSU fans are probably happy at the end of this year if they if they get that tenth win, and if they beat A and M this weekend. And then I think everybody in the front office is extremely happy. Now transition over to A and M, completely different situation. We were everybody in the sports media world was kind of saying, "Hey, someone's on the line. His butt's on the hot seat. He could be playing for his job this year." It's no longer that situation either, but it's in the bad direction. He's gone. He's done. They've all but said it. It's over. Someone's gone at the end of this year. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't even coach in the bowl game. They don't just cut ties even before the bowl game. 
And so this brings a whole new kind of mantra to this game. You've got an LSU Tigers team that's playing well as of late. Had a loss at Alabama two weeks back, but it's not really one of those devastating losses. They played really well against Alabama. It's just, it's one of those, if you're playing Bama. So it's it's not, as long as you play well kind of situations. You know, I hate to say that, but when you don't have the, the championship caliber team, you just want to play well against them. And so to to really look at, at this this LSU team that's coming into this A&M game, they may be looking at this A&M game as kind of a joke. And that's a bad combination for LSU players and fan and the and the LSU fans know it. If you don't get those Tigers up and ready to play, they will not show up for the game. And I don't want them to take this game lightly because they will not show up for the game. And so that's as an LSU fan, and I'm speaking strictly as a fan, that's my biggest concern here. Now, A&M, they got nothing to lose. And they have, the, the, the only team that they have not beaten in the SEC since they've joined the SEC, they've beaten all other 14 teams. Only team they have not beaten since they joined is LSU. To kind of put a damper on their season, to kind of play one last hurrah game for Coach Sumlin, and to finally get that win against LSU in conference would mean a lot, especially since it would be in Baton Rouge, in Death Valley. So I think you're going to see an A&M team that's ready to go for this game. I think you're going to see an LSU team that could possibly be looking over this game. Now, granted, it's the last game of the regular season, and so it, it, but they may be already looking to the, to the bowl game. You know, hey, where are we going to end up? We want to we get into a good bowl game, and that way we can continue to further our progress as a team. A&M's probably looking at this like, hey, we need this win to get a bowl game. We need this win to ultimately get us the opportunity to start maybe playing in a good bowl game. Not in a good bowl game, but in a bowl game with our new coach. And so that's the mindsets from this where we were at for the looking ahead to this game at week four or five in the season is completely different now heading into week 13. And so it's it's really interesting to see how everything has played out throughout the season I had a couple people ask me, is this going to be a run-happy game or a pass-happy game? I think you're going to see a very heavy run-happy game. It's at A&M, or sorry, it's at LSU, and I've been torn on this all week, and I don't want to pick LSU because I have that sinking feeling that A&M is going to win. I have that sinking feeling, and it really makes me feel uneased and nervous, but I have that feeling that A&M is going to win this game. But it's in Death Valley. LSU's the better team. Even though it doesn't always mean they win, LSU is the better team. Oh, I don't know who to pick. Oh, I'm so torn on this. You've been listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm not going to make a prediction. I, I can't. I, I, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to jinx my Tigers. I don't want to undersell my Tigers and you have, have all the LSU fans be really mad at me. Uh, so I'm not going to make a pick. It's going to be an awesome game. I'm telling you, tune in. The the AM LSU rivalry is real. It's here and it's better than ever. This is Jake from Sports Talk saying happy Thanksgiving. Happy gobble gobble week. Go enjoy some turkey. Go enjoy some friends. Go enjoy some family. And have a great Thanksgiving. And we will see you back next week, next Wednesday from 1 to 2. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Peace. Don't, 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 don't,
Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.